Welcome, welcome, welcome. The fifth episode of season 11 is here. Entrepreneurship is a process that involves constant networking. I will quote an earlier guest, Tony Alexander, with your network is your net worth. Through networking, I came across Joe Diachara from hearing this show and wanting to be a part of our community of entrepreneurs. After getting to work with Joe a few times, I got to meet his incredible team. Today's guest is a member of that team who has also built a lights-out business with insight that can help each person listening to this show. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancy, and you can check me out at Vincent A. Lancy or VincentALancy.com. If it's your first time joining us, Each week, I have the opportunity to sit down with a different founder from all around the world to share what worked well for them, what they could have improved on, and of course, all of their first-hand experiences. Before I bring on today's amazing guest, let's learn how Elizabeth podcasts. Elizabeth, which platform do you stream your shows through? Spotify mostly because that's my personal preference and I have a playlist on there that I like, but then really all of them wind up being a good resource. And I personally use Anchor to upload my own podcast, Creative Amusement. Very interesting. Love it. I love how Spotify does the wrapped up and I've seen ads and things for Anchor. So we'll have to talk more about that. But where do you normally listen to your podcasts? I normally listen to them when I am working out on the elliptical, which is right next to my desk, and that's early morning, or when I'm in the car and I'm by myself. Otherwise, I'm listening listening to kids' tunes. So, <laughs> Kids' tunes, because you are a mom. Yes, well, thank you for answering that. And if you would love to share how you listen to your podcast, share with me, info at vincentalancy.com, and I will feature you on a show. But whether you're looking to start or scale your business, This is the show for you, and thank you for stopping by. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Elizabeth is here, and she is the founder of Collaborative Creators. It is a public relations firm that specializes in bringing professionals together and creating innovative global communities that help people get involved, ask questions, research answers, and take actions. Create intentional success. They host virtual online events, They let you create a welcoming space, promotional content, PowerPoints for visual stimulation and engagement, registration pages. You hear it. They do it all. So you'll learn how to do just that. And like I said in the beginning, get some growth into your business, some fresh ideas. And I will now bring her on, Elizabeth Frederick. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, well, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to speak with everybody to share some insight and your write-up of what I do is right from my website, I have to admit, and I love hosting events and throwing parties. And I find that having a welcoming space for your 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 clients or your audience is always important. I particularly like Zoom because it provides that eye-to-eye contact. And even right now, this podcast, we're on Zoom, but it is pre-recorded. That's why I do the Zoom, because I like to create that organic feel. And I do appreciate guests that have that beautiful website built out so I can put accurate information right on the page. It helps me a great deal. And for everyone listening on, 
I was very inspired after my talk with Elizabeth the first time we had a conversation. So I have a lot of expectation for today's great show. Would you mind now please introducing yourself just a little more to everyone without giving away too much on the business side? Okay. So what I like to do is I like to research who I'm working with uh, before I have a meeting with them. And that's how we wound up meeting with each other. I do work with Joe DeChera of Bedrock Business Builders, and I host his Saturday Mastermind. When I'm working with a company, my goal is to get them to focus their offer because without an offer, they don't necessarily have a product or service. And once they have an offer, they can build out and uh, improve their operations and a whole bunch of different things. So that is what I like to do. I also graduated from law school, but I do not represent anybody in court. Yes, I remember that. Very fascinated by that. It's a testament to your diligent work ethic and how you've built this business. But let's now backtrack to the start of that business, Elizabeth. What led you to entrepreneurship? I, you know, I was a waitress for a long time and... I then had my two children, my eight-year-old, so I was home, and when I was home, I didn't want to practice in court. I didn't want to be a waitress any longer, so I actually became a ghostwriter for other entrepreneurs, and as a ghostwriter, I just started to gradually build out my business. Business. So I've been working, with, or working on collaborative creators for about eight years, but we only incorporated last year. It shows how good things take quite a bit of time. Same thing with me. I incorporated a bit ago, but I'm going on year eight and I feel like I'm still just getting started in the beginning. So law school to waitressing, describe that transition in between law school and to entrepreneurship. Because for me, yeah. I've had a few um, li licensed attorneys on the show, but each has such a different story. So I always waitressed from when I was 16. I really like to have uh, conversations with individuals and I like to be able to serve. When you're a waitress, you know all of what everybody drinks, what they eat, what they're talking about. You hear a whole bunch of things around you. And law school for me was just a natural transition in what I was doing with school. I graduated from SUNY Albany with a degree in criminal justice of philosophy and sociology. So then I went and I studied at Pace Law School, which is now Elizabeth, Elizabeth Boire Law School. And I did criminal law and family law. Actually, you can see all of my law notes in very detailed outlines on academia.com. So <laughs> if you want an insight onto what my law journey was, you can see it there for absolutely free. <laughs> yeah, you've had an interesting path to get to where you are today, but now in this role, founder of your company, what are two of the hardest parts for you? Two of the hardest parts is selling myself. Like it, it, when you're in business and when you're selling a product or service, you have to know that you have to, you have to actually say to people that you sell that product or service. You have to be clear about it, concise about it. And then you have to be willing to hear people tell you no. And not just like no once or twice, but you have to be able to hear no over and over and over again. And more often than not, people will not exactly understand what you do. So when you're getting to know somebody, it requires not just being around them or talking to them once, but I find that it's like 10 points of contact before you really get 
to know somebody, like them, trust them, and then make the sale. And that took a lot for me because when I was in the criminal court and the Bronx County public defenders, cases just came to me. I just met people and then I would have to immediately know their story, see the light in their eye, and then go represent who they were up in court. There was no selling myself. It was just automatically where people just came to me. So that's a huge difference between being a public defender and then being an entrepreneur. Definitely two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I always, for some reason, didn't want to be involved in direct sales. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have those conversations. I just wanted to do other things. But then as I have my own business, you realize everything is sales. You're always selling yourself. Right now we're selling this podcast. We're not selling it financially, but it's part of the brand. This is something I'm representing myself with. So great points. And I'm sure you have a little more free time or hours, I should say, for your own endeavors now that you're not a practicing attorney or if you went down that route. <laughs> I have a lot more time. I have a lot more freedom. Uh, I don't have to drive down to the Bronx County early in the morning. I used to do that like 5 a.m. I don't do that anymore. Instead, I get to work out and I get direct time with the girls. Once I was always told I couldn't have children. So once I was able to have children, I really wanted to dedicate my time to them. And that's exactly Amazing. what I did. <laughs> yes. And don't get me started with New York highways. Anyone listening on, you have that Long Island, those two lanes. I'm here in Florida. We're four, I think maybe even five. I'm not positive, but oh, wow. I love the positivity, though, you expressed of the bright side of being an entrepreneur, the benefits you have, some of the cons. What would you say one of the worst parts of entrepreneurship is? Is it the hours? The worst part I, is so... A lot of times you want to say that you're the boss of your own company, right? But really, you're not. Every client that you have is your boss. So when you just work at a job, you have one boss, right? And maybe a couple other people who are telling you what to do. But when you own your own company, you have many, many bosses and you're there to serve them and you have to do lots of different things. So it's a matter of multitasking. And I think that might be the worst part of it. When I was just a ghostwriter, it was less clients. But now that I'm collaborative creators and it's a whole network of individuals, it's not only those business owners, but it's then their clients as well. So it becomes a, a spider web almost of connection. I appreciate the thorough answer. Thank you. But now let's look back across all of your years in business. What is your greatest lesson learned? My greatest lesson learned is to just be yourself and to be honest about it. When you make a mistake, when you're not able to follow through on something, when you're not able to do something, you just, you call it out as it is. You honestly say, I made a mistake. I missed this. I wasn't able to get to it in time. And you apologize. It's just like when you get an order wrong when you're a waitress and at going to a table, you don't blame it on the cook. You just, you take it responsibility for yourself, even if it affects your tips. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great lesson in general. Get, a, get ahead of things, especially in business. The last thing you want is to have something prolong and then sneak up on you when you find some great success. You know you're a learner. You expressed you had a few degrees, including law school. So I'm curious about this answer. If you could sit down with any entrepreneur to learn from, sit down and have a conversation with, take some notes, who are you choosing? The guy who is on, I want to say his name the right way, but sometimes I don't want to say it the right way. He is a lawyer, right? But he does not practice law either. 
and he's on television all the time and he's always going back and forth and giving you the insight, right? Um, TMZ Insider, I think, is what he's on. Harvey Robert Levin is oh, his Harvey. name, actually. That's the, the guy, the host? Uh-huh, yeah. So he's the host, and he actually graduated from law school, except he doesn't practice law either. Instead, he gives his little insight on, his, on the different shows, and uh, he will talk about the legal aspect of things. He will even go through all of the the celebrities and what they're doing. But if I could interview him, I think I would really enjoy that and that journey. So. All right. Well, let's take that a step further. And that's definitely a first for the show. I love it. Where would the meeting be if you had the choice to pick the location? On his show. <laughs> wow. In studio? In the studio. Yeah. I think I would want to talk to him right there. So Pace University, actually, they would do a show Amazing. where uh, you would interview yeah. you would interview celebrities. And no, it's okay, Munchkin. <laughs> I'm sorry. You'll hear my daughters in the background all the time because I, I'm, for the most part, always <laughs> with them. That's the beauty of entrepreneurship, too, is that you get to have that close connection with your family, even while you're just in your office. And uh, so Pace University would do these interviews, and it would be of celebrities all the, all the time, and they would have them go into their their auditorium and you'd be able to sit there and just listen to them and they would speak honestly about the entire journey of, of being in the spotlight and how they went through it it's kind of like podcasts now but it yeah. was not it was a whole like little television show it's amazing what technology allows us to do now that's very true podcasts were a thing of the future now they are the present let's look into your future here elizabeth what's on the horizon for you in all of your entrepreneurial endeavors what is on the horizon? You know, that's a deep question and you really have to have a lot of forethought to think about that. But what's on the horizon for me is to continue expanding the network because the more opportunities that I'm able to provide for the people that I provide executive assistance for within these hosting events, the larger they get for others. Um, I, I even now am working with the women of global change and that's a huge network all in itself. They are on a mission. I work with Lexia learners. They do one-on-one -on -one tutoring for children and adults with dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, like the, and even baskets and beads Kenya and they're a fair trade company. So the women of global change, they do a lot of mission work. They're actually going to be on a mission to Kenya in 2022 That's and awesome. baskets and beads of Kenya is Kenya. It's a mission work all the time. So I find that that collaborative nature of networking is really important. And that's what's in the future for me, collaborating more to create amusement. Well, I love everything you're doing. I love what you stand for. I think collaborations are key and that's how we grow everything I do. I'm always trying to find people to collaborate with. Me and Joe, we're actually going to do, uh, by the time this episode airs, it'll probably be out a mid-season tax uh, tips on my YouTube channel. Just uh, oh, Joe's a great awesome. guy. He's an episode on this platform as well. Be sure to check out Joe's episode. He's an entrepreneur with a CPA, one of a kind guy. And he's also like Elizabeth, has a lot to offer and generous with what they share. But I didn't know that we were going to have such a mission-based story right there to end the show because this spotlight story 
is another female entrepreneur who's a rock star, just like Elizabeth, who has one of the coolest companies. And it was, I found out for the first time researching it for this show, her name is Rachel Carlson. She's the co-founder of one of the hottest companies out called Guild Education. Forbes reported that it has rocketed to a $1 billion valuation, and its goal is simply helping workers get college degrees. It's an educational platform that upskills your workers and prepares the organization for the future. She was a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient and is no stranger to hard work, as she was a part of six or seven Democratic campaigns, the article put in her life, including Obama's campaign. So I thought that was pretty cool. But there's a bootstrapping story involved in the article I, I read, and I thought this would be great to share with all of you true entrepreneurs. Rachel had traveled to Arkansas two days before Thanksgiving to meet with Walmart's director of workforce strategy, Ellie Bertani. Bertani's struggle was finding qualified people to staff Walmart's vision centers and pharmacies. Rachel didn't hesitate over the problem. She simply told the Walmart team that her guild team could find a solution to the problem quickly. She organized a range of options for training online, including one with Penn Foster to earn a one-year pharmacy technician certificate and another training online with Southern New Hampshire University to a BA in healthcare administration. She said this opportunity with Walmart gave her a footprint to learn about every community in America. She needed to find a way in, so she went right to the director there to meet with her, formulate a strategy, was not scared. Elizabeth, what do you like best about her story? So there's so many things about her story that I like, and I did Please, look her. Sure. I did look her up. So she definitely collaborates with lots of individuals. She offers opportunity for students and employers. If you go to her website, it's easy to use. Uh, you can find careers within her own company. You can also find careers within other companies, and you can go on a a learning path, which is awesome all in itself. So, and she just said she could do it. Lots of times when we're confronted with a problem, we'll say, I can't, I won't, maybe, perhaps, but she didn't say any of those things. She absolutely just said, I can, I will, I do, and I'm going to focus on the mission. She also used the giants like Walmart to help her. And I think that the more that smaller entrepreneurs can do that and utilize the wings of giants and catch from their flight, the easier it is for them. So there's awesome. that her story is just really amazing. And how many opportunities she offers for people is fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time to look into this entrepreneur. I think the company itself, it's just, it shows that you don't have to necessarily sell something brand name or some, you know, something top dollar, I should say, to be successful. This is something the goal is to help others. Mm -hmm. she, she's aiming to serve and she didn't even know exactly what yeah. she was doing when she started and said, yes, I do. She just committed to it. And that commitment is phenomenal. And if you just have the determination and the fortitude to continue doing with what you say you do, the follow through over and over again, you build something great. It's beyond you. Amazingly said, just like this whole episode, Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I had a great time catching up with you. I really appreciate how you shared the pros and cons to entrepreneurship. You shared your story, what led you into entrepreneurship. That relates with a lot of people. I'm telling you, I think you're the fourth practicing attorney I've had on the show and you've all gone down different routes. I loved how you put a lot of times we say I'm the boss, but the customer is the boss. 
And that is true in entrepreneurship, whichever project you're working on. Even for me, if I'm signing books for a customer, they're the boss right now. They're, they tell me the message I put. They tell me when they want the package delivered. And I thought that your TMZ selection for the entrepreneurship was great. He is a true entrepreneur. He took something that he literally made from nothing. And now it's a, a powerhouse, I guess. It, it is like, and he, it was just a matter of doing what you love over and over again. He spoke about what he wanted to speak about. He took his legal insight and he made it into something that's again, beyond him. And now he teaches people about the law in a way that's simplified, that's concise, that is related, relatable to, to the average individual. And I think that's incredibly important in this day and age. Yeah, amazingly said again, you're on fire today. Would you mind now giving our audience your last word? My last word is to collaborate, to create amusement and make sure that you join us on Saturdays at 2 p.m. with Mastermind with Joe DeChera because that's always an available thing. Can I say that like that? Because uh, we really aim to create and have fun. Like you talked about financials and how he is a CPA, but at the end of the day, you want to make whatever you're doing fun to the individual that you're doing it with. Yeah, Joe is definitely a fun guy. He's great. It's been one of the longest two month stretches in my life. I'm still waiting to attend my mastermind. I'm going to put it in this show bio, the link. I'll make sure Elizabeth sends it to me with the rest of her links for her website and be sure to reach out. She is friendly and happy to help. And Always. <laughs> yeah, be sure to check out her website. We have the mastermind and anywhere else you wanted them to look for you. They can always listen to my podcast, which is Create Amusement. And that's different. That's just something I love to do. It's just me singing. And I do that for my girls. Uh, if you want to make a meeting with me, it's timewithelizabeth.com. It's a free one-to-one -one chat. I'm always willing to meet new people. And then the Collaborative Creators website is just collaborativecreators.com. So easy peasy, lemon squeezy, don't you know? Well, thank you for sharing both of those. And everyone, be sure to check out her great content, the podcast, and more. And while you're on social media and website hunting, be sure to check us out too. We are at That Entrepreneur Show across the board, except on Twitter, we're a podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from all four shows. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And the website is vincentalancey.com. Of course, Mental Health Week just came out. Be sure to let me know what you think. And it is time for... The quote to end the show, this one is from today's Spotlight Entrepreneur. Behaviors are what has had to change most. And so we built a muscle around evaluating at each stage of the business, what are the behaviors that are right now expressing these values? We have this value called scale for students, students for scale. It's a circular picture of the idea that if we're scaling the business, we're doing it for our students and if we're serving our students well, we're scaling. That quote just keeps the mission statement in line. And with that, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to another episode. And we'll see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show.